time to buy in. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Now, let's start the hour. Strategies for the Modern Financial Landscape. I'm Sean Harris. To the left of me is the soldier of fortune, the best with whom to invest. His advice is better than all the rest. Jess, the head honcho Hamill. Good morning. And to my right, the pioneer of private lending, the captain of capital, the people's champion, Jaden, the hulking human Newman. <laughs> wow, good, Sean. That's it's my favorite yet. Thank you. Good morning, sir. Gentlemen, welcome to the airwaves. I just thought I'd throw something new in there, something fresh, you know, for the people out there listening that may not uh, have ever seen us before. Jaden is is a pretty big guy. How tall are you, Jaden? You're about six four. Six five. Whew. Yep, six five. And he's one of the shorter ones. That trips me out when I when I came to work here. I'm not used to being the shortest guy in the room. Yeah, yeah. And 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 if you don't know, Jess is about six foot four, completely shredded. Just I'm I'm sitting here in the room with two huge guys. Unfortunately, I'm five ten with a face for radio. But <laughs> luckily, you don't have to look at me. So, how was everybody's? You got more hair than me. Well, yeah. that's true. I do. I do. It's a good week, Sean. It's uh, that time of the year when it's, it's, uh, it's starting to warm up a little bit. Spring's upon us, so yeah, it's, it's nice. going to be a beautiful, uh, a be- beautiful season here. I, I'm finally starting to see some things bloom out there on yep. on my property. I've got a green thumb. I don't know if you know that about me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you grow? What what don't I grow? Nice. Yeah, um, grows bees. Bees? Yeah, we have bees on the property. Nice. Um, so we're harvesting honey and herbs, vegetables, fruits. It's uh, it's it's really awesome. But what kind I, of herbs? Oh, we have a whole array of herbs. Um, you have to talk to the missus about that. She she's she's the one that runs the kitchen. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So we did have a pretty interesting week for the folks out there that are longtime listeners. You may remember our radio show alumni, Romney Navarro. It was his birthday this week, so we had a surprise celebration in the office this week for him. That was and, awesome. Uh, he, was, he was thoroughly embarrassed. That's an annual thing, and I think that, that's the, the top one so far. Yeah, they, they filled his entire office with black balloons, so he, he couldn't even, the floor was covered, he couldn't even walk in there. without. They were popping all day long. I'm I'm right across the, I'm I'm on the other side of the wall from him so every few seconds bam it's uh jumped out on my seat a few times I still have a life-size picture of him in my office from last year oh, yeah. I plastered the entire office with pictures of Romney Yeah yeah his, I got uh, mine's autographed it's yeah, special the, the pictures when he was young yeah. Lordy Lordy yeah. Romney's 40 All right. Oh man it's it's the end Man wow. I, I sure would love to be 40 <laughs> <laughs> Well so I've got a joke for you guys why do stockbrokers charge commissions? Any ideas? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Because it's the only guaranteed way to make money on the stock market. <laughs> oh, oh, that's dirty. a good one. I'm not to remember that. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah. a good one. I had to throw that out there. So 
for those of you who may not have listened to us before, we're Noble Capital Wealth Management. We're a financial advising and income planning firm based here in Austin, Texas. And if you are interested in what you hear on the show and you want to come talk to us, you can go to noblecapital.com and you can actually RSVP on the website for one of our retirement blueprint dinners. We have one coming up uh, this coming week, March 7th, Thursday, March 7th at Fleming's. And we have one Tuesday, March 26th at TrueLux. So again, just go to noblecapital.com, click on retirement dinners, and you can RSVP right there on the website. So last week's episode, if you missed it, it's called The Foreseeable Future. I thought it was a great episode. I've actually gone back and listened to it a couple of times. And as always, you guys nearly make my brain explode with new knowledge. But if you folks out there haven't listened to it, go find us wherever you listen to your podcasts and look at the foreseeable future where we talked about generating predictable income for your retirement. So I was kind of inspired this week. And as I often do, I get online and I do some research about retirement and about different financial matters, financial news, stuff like that, just so that I don't feel like you know, such a fool sitting here in the studio with two gentlemen like yourself. But I'm starting a new segment, which I'm calling Capital Contemplations. And I hope this isn't too deep for you. But I've got a couple of things that I found that I thought were interesting that I just want to throw out there to touch off this show. One thing I saw was a quote that said, things go wrong all at once, but things go right gradually. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty typical. So that, and, and then this one right here, I'm not sure if I agree with, but the saying is retirement is the time in your life when time is no longer money. What do you think about that? Man, that's, that's pretty deep. Um, I'd have to think about that one because I, I can come at that from both directions. See, I kind of disagree because I think time still is money, even if you're not working, particularly if you have an income plan, if you have your investments working. So not sure. I thought it was an interesting perspective and it's kind of philosophical, but that kind of goes against what we do, right? And so I wanted to talk a little bit about time. So the name of this episode is Best Friend, Worst Enemy. And as we all know, time can be your best friend or your worst enemy when it comes to a lot of things, but particularly when it comes to investing and planning your retirement strategy. So why is time important? Wow. Um, that's a can of worms. So, you know, <laughs> I, I go through this, especially with my younger clients um, that are coming in. They've done very, very well. You know, my whole generation being a millionaire was a really big deal. It's not nearly as big of a deal these days if you're going to live at the income and expense level that you're used to. Uh, but when I get somebody that comes in and wants to retire in the early 50s, I'm telling them the exact same thing. Your your greatest asset is your is your biggest nightmare, and that's longevity. Mm-hmm. So between longevity and inflation happening along with that, plus the fact that you stopped earning income five to 15 years earlier than typically normal, um, put all that together, and that, that makes a lot of extra work to to make that portfolio last a lot longer. So is the solution just to try not to live too long? 
No. Um, the solution is to, to start planning early. If you're going to retire early, you need to start planning early, and you need to be realistic about um, what your expenses are going to be and what your expectations are. Yeah. So, Jaden, not to get too philosophical here, but what are your thoughts on time? I, I think it's a huge factor in retirement planning, and it's, it's a good point because there is a, there's a, when you're talking about money, you, you've got to talk about time or you're just going to have a short-sighted discussion. And I look forward to getting into it here in, in this, uh, on this show because this is one of the things that is so hard to get our, our clients to understand sometimes is that you know where you're at in the time of your life, what we call the life cycle of money, is, has a huge impact on, on how you should approach your retirement planning, your financial management, your financial decisions that you're making. So I think it's a great topic for a show, and I, I think people really appreciate it. Yeah, and kind of going back to the capital contemplations from earlier, things go right gradually. And really when it comes to planning your retirement income, you know, it's it's a, it's a gradual process because you're making in investments that accumulate gradually and you have to kind of, kind of a, approach it slowly, but you, you certainly need that time to accumulate before you get anywhere down the road. Right? You do. And it's a balance of how that's accumulating. So, you know, we all are conditioned to keep our money in the market while we're working. At some point, it needs to go to a less, a lower risk category. Mm-hmm. So leaving it in a risk situation longer gives you potential growth, but also potential loss, whereas you can move it into a little bit less of a growth, but eliminate the loss. So it's finding that sweet spot and not getting greedy um, with the time that really makes a difference. Yeah. And so, like I said, time can be your best friend or obviously it can be your worst enemy, depending on how you look at it. But really the simple fact is that what you're trying to do here is is create time. You're trying to create time to enjoy your retirement toward the end of your life, right? True. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So when we get back after the break, I want to really kind of dig in to how time can be our best friend in the income planning process and what that looks like. And we're going to give you guys some ideas about how to approach it when you're approaching your retirement planning early on in the process. So we have to take a break. But we will be back in just a minute, so hang on, folks. Talk 1370. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back to the show where we're discussing the role that time plays in retirement income planning. So we set it up a little bit in the first segment there, but I want you guys to chime in a little bit about the role of time and the importance that it plays for for you in planning an income plan. Okay, so I'll kick that one off. The One of the most disappointing things for me is to have a client come in that's 65, 67, 68 years old that says, I, I retired a year or two ago, and I'm thinking maybe it's time I ought to start putting together a plan. 
And it's not that it's too late. It's not that we can't do anything about it, but it puts us at a pretty big disadvantage of not having the time to do specific accumulation plays before they actually start needing the money. So now I'm taking somebody that's that's already in the distribution phase and trying to just kind of make the best of it as opposed to producing something that is it's thought out and planned out and has time to accumulate so that when they are um, in the distribution phase, the buildup's already there. And that's that's a straight-up function of time. So this is kind of how time can be your friend and how you certainly want to leverage time as your friend in, in this particular situation. So, you know, how, how do you go about approaching accumulation? You know, what are your, what are some of your strategies? Obviously you're starting with kind of the, the client's age and their, their target goals, of course. So it's different for everybody, but how does, how does that work? How do you kick it off with a new client? Well, I mean, that's once again, that's a real broad brush, but if I can get to somebody early enough, we can have multiple, asset classes accumulating in different ways. Um, so they're all coming together at the right time to then start the distribution phase. But on top of it, we can start accessing some while some of the other ones are still accumulating. So having that time to be able to put that puzzle together is what makes the, the biggest impact on how the how smooth the retirement is going to go and how, how level and uh, predictable it's going to be. That's good, Jess. You know, t- when you talk about time and retirement, this this whole conversation really encourages people to be thinking about, you know, the the most important thing in life for most people, which is, you know, living to, to live, and and instead of living to work, what's the saying? Uh, work to live or live to work. Right. And in retirement, you know, the way we say it for that phase of your life, we're we're looking for lifestyle, confidence, and fulfillment. And if you don't plan for that then it just doesn't happen on accident. And the timing of your retirement coming online, your plan is is critical. And then as you're describing, Jess, there's a lot of timing within that plan that has to be hammered out. You know, Sean said earlier that time can be your worst enemy. And, you know, that, that just sounds terrible. Uh, that, that's not the position we want our clients to be in. You know, we're, we're literally, you're just you know, wishing that you weren't here anymore because you're running out of money. <laughs> That's, I don't want any of my clients imagine? experience that. That's if there's anything that we're here to provide, it's that confidence that time is not going to be an issue no matter how long you live. That's right. And that's, that's the beauty of having a plan. But when you're talking about retirement planning in in that phase of your life, absolutely. Timing is going to be critical to making sure that you are deliberately going into this retirement, uh, process this this season um, of of planning and thinking ahead so that you can deliberately set up balance and and you can set yourself up to win because this isn't a dress rehearsal. You only get one shot at this thing. That's true. So maybe you like flying by the seat of your pants Uh, in retirement. There can be a little excitement there. But for our clients that are out there really enjoying these times, that's been a big... Timing and planning has been a huge part of it. It is. And I've, I've lived my life seat of the pants, um, like to the extreme, but I don't want to do that in retirement when I'm too old to go back to work. And that sounds horrible to say too old to go back to work. That's self-imposed. But at 65 or 70, I don't want to go back to work. Well, and let's, let's face it. If you are older, it's very difficult to get back into the workforce if you have to. For those that are in their 60s or 70s, it's competitive out there. You that's know? true. And so that's just not a position you want to be in in the first place. And I think 
Jaden, that's definitely not the kind of excitement that you want is wondering if you're going to run out of money. You know, when people retire, I'm sure a lot of them do look for some excitement, but I think that excitement comes in the form of traveling or doing whatever it is they enjoy, maybe skydiving or something, but certainly not, oh, am I going to run out of money or, yeah. you, you know, know, the default always seems that's, that's the first ripple is Try not to run out of money. Let's make sure we figure this so we can live our life and not run out of money. I'm I'm not as concerned about running out of money as much as I am about somebody being so concerned about running out of money that they died with a bunch of money and had a lot of fun they didn't get to have. So right. if we plan it right, not only will you not run out of money, you'll get to utilize that money confidently and live that lifestyle. It goes back to, Jaden says it every day, confidence, lifestyle, and fulfillment. That's what we're here to provide. Yeah, yeah. so Sean, when you were asking about accumulation and the – the time is being on your side and being your friend when you're talking about accumulation. It reminds me about the the coma test that we talk about at the at, at our dinner events. Uh, I, I call them fancy retirement dinner events, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where we have a retirement discussion. That's just a marketing terminology, though, right? No, they really are fancy. <laughs> yeah, you should come check one out. So the the concept of accumulation when we're talking about retirement is really, you know, we have to have a conversation about the stock market and really what kind of risk we're willing to take in the stock market. And when we talk about this this concept of a coma test, th- this is the ability to literally ignore your money, go in a coma and forget about the money that's in the stock market. That's sure. the, the coma test. And what what we've heard, you know, for years from from wise advisors and planners some of the mentors that we look up to is just that it, there's nothing wrong with the stock market, right? Sure. Um, you can make a lot of money there, but it, but you have to really look at what time of your life you're in. And we're talking about a season now where income's very important. Mm-hmm. So any money that's in the stock market, we're not really going to be counting on that for that predictable guaranteed lifetime income we talked about in the last show. Right. And we're we're going to be looking at other things as as the anchor for that predictable income. So you've got to be willing to give it some time in the in the stock market, go in that coma test, and let your money accumulate. That this whole concept of of a coma test is a, is a great litmus test for people that are trying to understand, you know, when is the right time to pull out of the market, and at what point in in leading up to retirement. Or you know, working through retirement, do I need to be managing the the risk in my portfolio? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, let's be honest, I I wouldn't want to go into a coma with any of my money in the stock market because you just never know what's going to happen. Honestly, you know, though, <laughs> excuse me, um, you you probably would do better. Yeah, and go into a longer coma. Yeah, just by going in a coma. Yeah, think about. Oh, that. absolutely, absolutely, people pull their money out whenever their stocks are down and then they want to reinvest when they see it going back up. And that's really just shooting yourself in the foot, right? And the, and the inverse of that is really the way to play it. If you're going to, if you're going to do the buy sell thing, but that's not in retirement, that's leading up to retirement. Yeah. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a stockbroker. I'm not necessarily a day trader, but to avoid arguments with my wife about money spent on motorcycles, yep. I took a certain amount of money and put it in the market. I said, okay, I'm going to play with this and whatever I make off of it, you, you get to spend. You, you have nothing to say about it, right? Yeah. And just paying attention to quarterly earnings reports and seeing when everybody's dumping the stock and buying it, I'm doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing. So right. if it goes bad, I buy it. Eventually, it'll come back up if I pick the right place. Yeah. But I can't do that in retirement. I don't have time to wait for it. Yeah, and the other thing is you're kind of talking about the coma test, but 
I think when you're younger, your kind of a, approach to, to that risk would be a little bit different, right? As opposed to you're in your 50s and you're kind of getting close to retirement. So what would be the difference there in the approach? Do you have a, do you have a paycheck in one of those? The other one, that is your paycheck. Well, but with regard to investing. I think you, it's a longer coma. It's uh, what Jess alluded to earlier. And, you know, you have the that, that's what those those target funds are all about that you see our, our clients bring in these these options in their 401k and the mutual fund companies try to make it easy just by picking a target fund on when you're going to retire how long do you need mm-hmm. to go in a coma on this account and just let it go yeah because the stock market does always go up over time but it happens in in cycles and that go up at the right time well, for you this is when the, the game is completely different when you're leading up to retirement or in retirement Right. So we can't afford to just go in a coma during retirement uh, with with our core assets, or we're we're not going to have that lifestyle and that confidence that we're talking about. Yeah, and th- <clears throat> and that's really what it's all about. And you know this this to me is an interesting topic because time influences everything that we do at Noble Capital Wealth Management with regard to planning, uh, a, you know, a retirement income strategy. And if you folks out there want to learn a little bit more or get to know us a little bit better. Or a lot more. Or a lot more. Come be our friend. Mm-hmm. You can go to noblecapital.com and you can click on retirement dinners right there on the homepage and pick a date and time to come see us. We've got a retirement dinner coming up this Thursday, March 7th at Fleming's. So RSVP now. We'll be right back after this break. Back to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back. If you are just joining us, we're exploring the role of time in your retirement income planning process. So we talked a little bit in the last couple of segments about time as your friend and time as your enemy. And one way that time really can be your enemy is longevity, right? So if if you last longer than the money, you're in trouble. True, right? true. So one way that we approach retirement planning is that we want to turn time into your friend, not your enemy. And so what are some of the ways that we do that? Well, acknowledging it in the first place. I think the probably single biggest time-related issue that I get, especially with early retirees, is sticking their head in the sand. Um, the, the numbers are right there in their face. It's like you're, you're not going to make it at this rate. Even if your stock account took off at 25% per year, you're not going to make it. Um, I've had people come in and insist that because their grandparents didn't make it past 85, they're not going to make it past 85. They That's look, crazy talk. All these reasons in the world where they, why they don't need a plan past 85. Then they want to justify their spending saying, well, we want to spend it and have fun while we're young. Um, but that's a relative term, and it's real hard to get to a certain age and say, okay, I'm not young anymore. I'm going to stop spending. Yeah, we won't need as much when we're older. <clears throat> we're just right. going to just stay at home all day, and um, we won't need any health care, or there won't be any other uh, unforeseen expenses. So that's a rosy way to look right. at it's it, like, right? <laughs> whoa. There's a lot of validity to a portion of that. So you know, I will solve an income plan mathematically linear with inflation all the way out to 90. And then I realized that at 90, you're not going to be doing the same things you were doing at 65. So we'll, we'll move some of that money back to a, a window where we expect to be spry and jumping around and having fun. 
But that notion that, you know, somewhere around 70 or so, depends on how young they are. You know, a 60-year-old doesn't see 70 as old, but a 50-year-old does. But they'll sit there and swear that at some point they're just not going to go have fun anymore. So they're going to be able to reduce their spending by, you know, two-thirds. And that's just nonsense. It's just not going to happen. So you typically plan out to 90. Do you charge more to plan out to 100, <laughs> 110? No, nope, Something like that? Not at all. You know, there was a gentleman right here in Austin that was the oldest living veteran who recently passed away. He lived to be 112. Yeah. Smoking cigars and drinking and doing everything else. Yeah, that's crazy. And if that, you, if that's you saw a, the that's interviews, that's my with him, kind of retirement. I'll he tell didn't you. look like he was about to die of old age either. No, I mean, he, he wasn't spry, but he was moving around just fine and lucid and having a good old time. I don't, I don't know what finally took him out, but it was a shame because he was he was in pretty good shape. I heard they're thinking about naming a street in Austin after him. Yeah, I saw that on the news. I heard that. So all all you got to do is live to be a hundred and twelve. 115 and you can get a, a street named after you. Right? I, would, I would say that I inspire to be in that condition, both mentally and physically at 90. Yeah. And he, and he was almost a quarter century older than that. It's crazy, right? You know, Sean, the other thing about time when we're talking about retirement is it takes time to, to plan for retirement. It's not like you just come in and see Jess and then, you know, you walk out three appointments later you know, after a few weeks of just being diligent and working through the the comprehensive planning process, and voila, the wagon, you know, just waved his his magic wand, and it's 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 all good. He, he is the wizard of wealth. I management. can do that sometimes. So. That's not the. Only. <laughs> There's a, I, you know, I had a client. Uh, I I had a client come in, a friend of mine that uh, I, I still see a couple clients here and there, and this is just someone that started talking to me. He's he's in his late forties, and. He started real, you know, realizing that I I need to start planning. I really haven't done anything, and this is this is a great time if we can catch you in your forties, leading up to that kind of critical fifty to sixty window. Yeah, that's way ahead of the curve. Then you you know, and and to be, but just to pause there and back up, a lot of folks just they they don't even come and see you till they're in their 60s yeah, right exactly yeah so everything has to kind of be accelerated in fact you, you you should comment on this because this gentleman was my, my my bud was 47 years old and we set up a couple of accounts for him that needed 10 years to to be loaded up and for the strategy yeah. to play out Paid into um, over a period of ten years. Over a period of right. years, right? And this was a tax strategy. It wasn't. He 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 actually could have paid in quicker, but th- this was something being imposed by the IRS in in this particular strategy in order for him to be able to achieve tax free income. So if he would if he wouldn't have come in, you know, at, at a younger age like that, he would have had to wait on that vehicle for much longer to be able to access it in retirement. So there there is a runway there. And a factor of time that goes into planning, and that's that's why when they walk in and they're you know they're sixty five, you're hoping that they've you're, they've done several good things, which most people have that you can leverage into the plan. But you know some of these vehicles aren't just instant gratification. Well, it's some are. So I know what you're talking about, and I can do that in five years, but it requires a lot more money over a shorter period of time to achieve the same results in the end. So having ten years to put into that. If you put in the same amount of money, then you're getting you know ridiculously greater results from it. But it also allows you to spread that over time, where it's not such an impact on your budget, and still get a tremendous result in the end. Yeah, it's interesting, Sean. When you think about it, the it's like what what do people think we do in here? You know, the, we walk in and 
sit down with Jess and it's like, voila, you know, you're retired. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that's what Jess did. That's, oh, the, I, that's the perception I have to give. You know, that's how yeah. it feels with them. They don't see all the work going on in the well, background. Well, you just make it look easy. <laughs> and, and you got a, a pretty skilled back office here, I too. Do. i got great people. Those folks know what they're doing. Absolutely. So, well, I mean, give us a little bit more. I mean, how does that work exactly? You know, we're talking about waving a magic wand, but obviously you're, you're not doing that. You know, what's, what's kind of an overview of, of how you, you use time to the client's advantage? Well, as Jaden was saying, if I get somebody that's young enough, I can put in the same annual investment but do it over a longer period of time and get a significantly bigger result, for instance, and these are just numbers to illustrate it. Um, putting in X dollars per year over five years gives a certain result. I can put in that same amount of money over 10 years for a 40-year-old and get a much greater result, um, more than, than just double the amount. Okay. It's exponential. Well, and I, th- I think there's kind of another piece to this because uh, it's not just time, right, but it's also timing and the, the way that you, you know, put together the sort of distribution strategy and stuff like that. So how does timing play a role? You know, timing is always a role, but it's I, I hesitate to get too far into timing because there's no better time than right now, no matter what, unless you sure. go backwards. Um, and as we sit here and talk about how important it is to get started early, I can just see some 65-year-olds that haven't gotten started giving up and saying, well, there's, there's no hope for me. The guy said, I got to just start it 10 years ago. And that's not the case. No matter what your situation is, we can always make it better, but time is always going to be a, an asset when it comes to the planning. Yeah, I think timing, Sean, is going to come into play when we get into the nitty-gritty a little more like on the timing of required uh, minimum distributions or the timing of when to turn on certain accounts or turn off certain accounts when we're talking about turning on or turning off income for the purposes of opening up. Uh, windows for Roth conversions or other tax-free strategies. Timing is a is a constant uh, in, in in planning. It's it's there's so many things that have to be timed, um, both on just a an annual basis and in a typical annual review that Jess will sit down and do with the client, and also for over the twenty or thirty year life of a plan, there are some critical times that that need to be thought through from a, especially a taxation standpoint just to make sure that we don't trip up and trigger something that, you know, is, is, is a big surprise. Nobody wants those types of surprises in retirement. So here's, here's a really good example to tie time and timing together. Um, and it leads into the Jaden's Roth conversion example there. So we want to do Roth conversions when our income is relatively low um, so that we're not in the higher tax bracket. So if I can get a hold of somebody early enough and we start planning for that first year or two when they retire to set aside some non-qualified money to just spend down at that point, then during those that first year or the first two or three years of your retirement, since you're just spending down money you've already saved up, you're not generating any income, and that's when you can start converting some of that tax-deferred stuff over to tax-free at the lower 10 and 12% income tax brackets that you're never going to have that opportunity to do again. Okay. Good stuff. So I think <clears throat> it's interesting that you, you mentioned you framed it from the taxes perspective because I think – Uncle Sam would would like us to trip up and and not exactly time things the way that we should, right? Yeah, I mean, so time and timing. Once again, the the, the time tax bomb that, that Jaden's always talking about. Yeah, you know, we've been conditioned tax deferred, tax deferred, tax deferred. So all of a sudden, you're retired. You have 
85 or 90% of your portfolio, it's never been taxed. And now it's all going to be taxed. And all of a sudden you realize that you're living larger in retirement than you were while you're working. So you very well may be paying more tax on that money than if you had done it the other way around and just paid tax first and invested it either non-qualified or into some type of a Roth scenario. Yeah. And you know, Jaden, something stuck out to me when you were just talking now and you were talking about sort of annual reviews and everything. And, and this also kind of ties into time because this is adjusting the strategy over time because when a client first comes in, the strategy may be one thing, but a few years into their retirement, you may have to you know, change it a little bit to adjust the way they're living or the way they're spending, right? Well, the plan is always evolving, and the plan is, is designed specifically so that it can evolve and it can be adjusted going on. But I sure hope that we don't have a plan that makes a lot of sense, and as a result of not following the plan, all of a sudden we're making significant changes later on because of time. Yeah, you don't want to do that for sure. Yeah. So, Sean, what earlier in the in the show, you, you said something about um, time and money. In, in the relationship uh, when Re- you're retired? Retirement is the is time in your life when time is no longer money. See, so that's where Jess and I will have to take issue because yeah. for our clients, it's, I mean, that, that that's what this would assume that we don't have anything better to do in retirement than just sit around, right? Mm-hmm. But this is, this is your golden years. Uh, th- this is the time that you've been working for your whole life. Like I said, it's not a, a dress rehearsal. So mm-hmm. you you only have that window. We call it, you know, you, for everybody in retirement, you've got your go-go years, your slow-go years, and your no-go years. Or if you're Jess, you just have go-go years, and that's it. <laughs> the saddest thing is having someone look back in their no-go years and, and wish they would have really gone for it, done a little more go-go. Yeah, and, you know, that that's really the thing, and that that's really the ultimate point here when we're talking about time is that – you want to have time to enjoy your retirement. And if you've planned properly and you have the right investments and enough income, you can even retire earlier and have a longer retirement, right? I mean, that would be the goal. True. But for me, it's, it's less about, I can't stress this enough, it's less about the length of time and more about what I'm doing with that time. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I walk a fine line on trying to have fun now while I'm relatively speaking young versus when I'm 70 or, or 80. I mean, I picture myself at 75 or 80 still doing burnouts and, and, and riding wheelies as long as my arthritis isn't, isn't preventing it. But I'll forego <laughs> like some to see stuff that. now. <laughs> Let's do it. Come on this weekend. I'll forego some stuff now so that I can have more later on. But I'm not going to live like a pauper now just so I can have some perception of, of later on when I may not even be here. Yeah, and the other thing is, if we're talking about time, we need to think about the future, too, because I'm sure a lot of people want to leave something behind for their, for their children, for, for future generations, and that's really a, a crucial aspect of, of retirement planning, too, right? People do, and that's a personal choice. I mean, for me, I, I encourage my parents, spend your money. I don't want it. That's yours. I want you to have all the fun you can. But at the same time, I want to leave something for my daughter. Right. But also knowing her, she's even more responsible than me. Um, she's going to be just fine without it. So my approach on that um, is I'm going to spend my money responsibly and have fun. I'm not going to be ridiculous and extravagant. And if there's something left over, then the kids can have it. But I'm not going to do without just to try to make sure they're set up, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's good, Jess. 
but there are also ways to strategize with what you have to maximize what's left over. If I, can, if I know that I've got $500,000 I'm never going to spend so I can turn that into a million five for the kids, then why not? And we've got great ways of doing that. Well, if this is ringing a bell with any of you out there, you can certainly come learn more about what we do here at Noble Capital Wealth Management. Just go to noblecapital.com, click on Retirement Dinners. We've got one coming up this Thursday, March 7th. You can RSVP right there online. We have to take a quick break, but we will be right back with more on this topic. Talk 1370. Once again, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And we're back. If you just tuned in, we've been talking about your best friend and worst enemy in the retirement planning process, time. And I think Jess's phone over there has some ideas I'm about so that sorry. as well. I thought I had the ringer off. That's my mom <laughs> texting me, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty emotional. So it's pretty cool. Well, you know, I can edit that out in post-production, but I'm not going to. I really thought the ringer was turned off. <laughs> Let this be a reminder when you sit down to listen to this episode. Oh, yeah, turn off my phone next time. I'll remember that when I'm giving people a hard time at the seminar. If you have your phone with you, turn the ringer off. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jess. <laughs> you, so, you, you said your mom's to send you some messages that, that made you a little emotional? Yeah. That's awesome. A, a real man can admit that his mom's uh, texting him during the radio show and making yeah. him emotional, right? Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, it's ironic, I guess. It's not really the right word, but it, it's, it has to do with time and timing. So, it's not ironic. It's just coincidental. It was meaningful. Yeah. Tell us more, Jess. Let's hear it. It's a a matter of timing. You know, over the course of a life, if you try to do anything um, significant, you're going to have ups and downs. So my career has had ups and downs. My parents' careers have had ups and downs. And we've both been fortunate that they've been 180 degrees out of phase. So when I'm doing good, they're down. And when they're doing good, I'm down. So we lean on each other to take care of each other. And uh, my dad went through, he's on his third bout of of different cancers. But the first one that he went through um, hit them at a time when they weren't doing great. It was kind of a double whammy. And fortunately, I was doing very well at that time. So I, I did a lot to help them out. And my mom, for whatever reason, just sent me a text saying that her and my dad were reminiscing, thinking about how much I helped them out during that period of time and how much they loved me. And it just kind of came through and made me tear up a little bit. That's awesome. It's more blessed to give than receive. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And certainly when it when it comes to a couple of folks that have, have given you so much over your life, oh, yeah. you know, we, we all want to be able to do that, you know, and, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of an important piece of what we do here, you know, to a certain extent is ensuring that people will have the life that they want to live and, and have the enjoyment that they've earned, you know, because I think I've said it before, you know, we spend our whole lives doing stuff for other people, you know, whether it's, your boss or raising your kids or, you know, making your significant other happy and, and all of that sort of stuff. And when we get to retirement, we really want to be able to enjoy that. And, you know, that's kind of a, a real satisfying piece of just knowing what we do here. It is definitely. And, uh, you know, not to keep going back to my parents, one thing that does tie in, um, it's always felt good to be able to tell my parents to go, go spend your money and have fun, quit worrying. Don't worry about me and my brother. Don't worry about having anything left over. You're going to be fine. We've got your plan in order. Just go have fun. Yeah, absolutely. And Jess, your your folks must be 
really lucky to not have a son living in their basement, mooching <laughs> off of them. You know, you've, you've been able to go out and, and do your own thing and even, even pay it back a little bit. You know, you there's know. two sides of that. So I got the hell out of there as fast as I could, you know. I did too. Um, but that being said, there have been a couple of very specific times in my life where it's been a, a virtual basement live kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. they've, they've helped me out. I wasn't in the basement. I was 1,500 miles away, but without them, I'd have had a real problem. And it, and it goes back and forth. But my parents have been fantastic about taking care of me, and I try not to take advantage of that. Yeah. Well, that's actually a really good example of our, our tales from the trenches here, I think. You know, Jaden, you, you mentioned something a little bit earlier, but can you recall a time when you were able to sort of take advantage of time or timing and leverage that to make a crucial difference in, in somebody's lifestyle? Absolutely. The thing, Sean, that comes to mind is it's the small things. It's not one time. Uh, we do this every day with clients. And, you know, the things that come to mind is is things as trivial, what se- seemingly might be as trivial as a, a social security decision on how to start social security. I've watched Jess in, in his back office uh, literally help guide someone at that at that critical time to make the, a decision that's going to give them significantly more cash flow than if they wouldn't have met Jess and they just would have gone and checked the box to start Social Security. Mm-hmm. You know, another one is tax strategy. There's there's a certain window when we can sit down and make a difference on taxes for people, and if we miss those windows, they're they're gone. Is that window the last day of April? That's one of them. <laughs> That's one of them. The mid, the April fifteenth. That's the or yeah 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 the, the last day before taxes. That's the procrastinators window. Oh yeah, April fifteenth. You know another big one that that I'm particularly proud of is just that that big decision to to make the decision. It's an emotional decision, but it's that we're somebody comes in with with a lot of their money in the stock market. We run a pie chart, and it's just a big sea of red. They're at ninety percent risk. Or a hundred percent risk, yeah, even. A lot of times, and wow. and the the time they spent with us, with with you, Jess, many times has led them to this decision to to go ahead and go through the transition and start to set themselves up for for more predictability, more confidence, more security. And when they see that they don't even have to really give up that much to do it, it's like a huge weight lifted off. And um, th- those are probably the most special times. Yeah. In, in our world is, is when we see a client just with that sense of freedom yeah. that they've been working hard for their whole life. Yeah. And it's that, that, that confidence in the fulfillment starts early. Um, the unknown can be very um, scary. Um, yeah. People don't know what they need to do, so they just keep on the same track hoping it's going to work out. So if I can get a hold of somebody early enough and say, okay, you're making 300 grand a year, that's great, but you're spending how much? 300 grand a year. So why don't we back off a little bit? and still lead a, a very nice lifestyle. Let's just get a little bit tighter and start planning a little better so that you can continue with that same lifestyle in retirement because of the way you're headed right now. It's, you know, you're going to have to die in like six years or you got a problem. Yeah. Well, you guys are just crushing me with a lot of heavy knowledge here. But I want you to put your money where your mouth is. For those of you who may not have listened to the show before, this is where my esteemed co-hosts have to come up with a phrase related to this week's episode, and I get to decide how they have to deliver it. Every week, I seal the guidelines for the game in the envelope and I open it on air so they never know what to expect. And if I stump them, they have to give me 100 hours of paid time off. 
100 hours? That's right. 100 hours. This is a big one, all right? Bring it on, Charlie. All right. Let's let her rip. In any number of words, sum up today's episode, but it must include the phrase, the hands of time. While the guys are racking their brains trying to put this one together, I just want to remind you that you can learn more about us at noblecapital.com. Check us out on Facebook at Noble Capital, on Instagram at Noble Capital Radio, and you can download every episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, that is all the time that you have to come up with your phrase. So what do you got for me? We've got a little less than a minute left. Give me a drum roll, Sean. Okay, ready? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) here it goes. With the retirement plan, the hands of time will be your friend. Nice, yep. That's exactly what we've been talking about, too, right? I love it. Along that same vein, come see me to make sure the hands of time don't control your future. Ooh, that's a fist bump, man. That's a good one. Well, I'll have to review the tape to see who's the winner of that one and who gets forever enshrined on the wall of wisdom, better known as Instagram. But again, folks, we'd love for you to come out and see us. You can go to noblecapital.com and RSVP for one of our retirement dinners. And that's the Noble Capital Radio Hour for this week. I'm Jaden. I'm the shot caller. I'm Sean. And remember, life is short plan to enjoy it. We'll see you back here next week. All opinions expressed by the speakers on this radio program are solely the opinions of those speakers and do not reflect the opinions of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, or their respective affiliates. Each speaker's opinions are based upon information the speakers believe to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Each speaker's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. The information discussed on this radio program is provided for general informational purposes only, does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you, and should not be construed as investment, legal, tax, or other advice on any subject matter. The information discussed in this radio program is not intended and should not be viewed or construed as a recommendation, advice, offer, or inducement to buy, sell, or hold securities, insurance products, or any other financial products. Before acting on any information discussed in this radio program, you should seek appropriate financial, investment, and other professional advice based on your particular facts and circumstances. Current or past performance is not indicative of future results. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed on this radio program. No outcome or profit is guaranteed. Any transmission of information through this program is provided on a non-confidential basis and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you or anyone of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, or Streamline Funding. Some information provided in this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. Such information is included solely as a convenience to you, and the provision of such information does not imply a responsibility for such third-party information or an endorsement of the linked site, its operator, or its contents. Acute Financial and Streamline Funding are both wholly-owned subsidiaries of Noble Capital. Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, and or their respective affiliates and principals, which may include the speakers and guests featured on this radio program, may receive compensation from the sale of financial products featured in this program. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is strictly prohibited without the prior written permission of Acute Financial, Noble Capital, and Streamline Funding.